It's such a fine line between stupid and, and clever. Yeah, it's just a little turnabout. It's a madhouse! A madhouse! Yeah, there seems to be some sort of communique. It's the Ty and Matt Show with Matt and Ty. Let's get some dirty. And we're back. Who would have thunk it? I know. I've, this it feels weird. This feels weird. It, and it's it great to be back, though. Dude, I I checked. I checked the date. It was in January of 2018 was the last time that we did a show. Now, for those listening in the future, it is currently July 2019. That's a yeah, full year no, and a half. No, I mean, this is... Cr- and what's actually more incredible about it is, and this might blow some people's minds, the location. Because where we used to be, which was uh, UCF and their little podcast studio, yes. we are now across the country. I am in Atlanta, Georgia. And Matt, tell the listeners, where are you? I'm in God's country, Anvil, Pennsylvania. That does sound like God's country. It really does. It has like a nice godly tone to it. It does, angelic. Yeah, we've unfortunately, I mean, I don't know how you feel. I was disappointed to have to leave the friendly confines of Orlando, Florida. I enjoyed it immensely. Um, I enjoyed not having a winter. I'm from Florida, and I know Atlanta doesn't get that cold, but it hurts. hurts I was going to say, come up here and... We'll show yeah, you what no, a winter yeah. is like. Amish, yeah, Amish country will kick my ass. Oh, I my God. I totally dude, believe that. Dude, I know we're just restarting the show, but you need to come up here, and we need to do Amish cast. Uh, Something. I'm going to write that cast? down. We don't need to talk write about it further. Okay. Amish <laughs> cast. That, that is such a beautiful plug for them that came up so naturally. Mm-hmm. That's one. <laughs> That's... I... I that's what they're always looking for. Like th- they won't even know it happened they because won't. they're not going to find it. But the Amish Mo- got a nice, healthy plug. Well, yeah, nice, I good mean, for them. The, the thing is, is uh, unless they listen to this on their potato, there's not a chance that they're ever going to hear this because <laughs> no. it's it's a, no electricity, right? No, and and you know, even if they do have a potato that can listen to podcasts, like they won't have it updated properly. Like they'll have <laughs> the old version that doesn't carry the proper software like i, I love how you yes ended the, the dumbest thing i ever said this is hey, what man, makes this podcast hell <laughs> yes. makes the dream work <laughs> no well look for a lot of reasons we had to kind of split up a lot of people don't know but I, I talked about it a little bit last season you know for a lot of legal reasons the lawyers really kind of gutted us it kind of kept all the money because i only did yeah. time matt because of the fact that it's a perfect cash cow oh yeah i mean we were both compensated handsomely yeah I mean, it was ungodly, but the lawyers kept it all. So here we are doing it again. I wish I could say I was doing it for the fans, but uh, I have bills to pay. So that's right. Let's start paying them now and let's get this thing rolling. Oh, doesn't it feel good to get back and just ease into things? It's a, it's, I mean, we're, we're making a comeback. It's not going to be easy, but I mean, we, we have, the excitement of our fans on our side, it's just so highly anticipated, right? Yeah. When you yeah. say so. I, I wanted to take a quick look at some of the other comebacks that have happened throughout history and kind of see where we fall amongst the greatest comebacks that have happened. Uh, yeah, no, don't let me get in your throughout way. Throughout I mean, time. If, yeah, if you I'm, have I'm, like a perfect like list, take it away. Like oh I want God. you to. Dude, I do have a perfect list. It's right here, right beside oh. me. Yeah. Oh, well, be, I mean, please, after you, like, don't let I I can step aside. No, well, I want you commenting, but 
Oh, oh okay, yeah, okay, far. okay, fine. I'll, I'll yeah. stay as a co-host. So the first one, dude, 1994. I think it was before both of us were born, but we hear about it secondhand. John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. What a comeback! Career yeah. renaissance for that man. Oh, well, that, that's a beautiful. That's a blog term right there. <laughs> that damn is right wonderful. it is. <laughs> that's so good. Next one I found, history buffs are going to love this. The Battle of Midway. Oh. World War II, WW2. Japan destroys a sizable portion of the American Pacific Fleet. But guess what happens? The Americans, like Dikembe Mutombo, not today. They come back (laughs) and win the Battle of Midway. Incredible. You know, you're you're really, the impressions, they haven't gone anywhere. No, I haven't lost that fastball. And speaking of fastballs, Michael Jordan returns from minor league baseball. Oh, man. And comes back to basketball. What a comeback. Now, I don't know anything about baseball. So was he like any good? I don't know. Wow, that's a good good question, Ty. One of the big stats in baseball is batting average. He had a 202 batting average in the minor leagues. That sounds, is that that good? It's not great. um, Oh. But it was still better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, okay. Well, then, I mean, I can. Yeah. Still a good comeback, but okay. Maybe he could have lasted in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's. Uh, we we went through three. So, I mean, those are huge comebacks. There's two more that are bigger than those three. Some would say com- those three combined. And this one, this is a comeback of biblical proportions. Okay. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Okay. What yes. a comeback. Yeah, well, I mean, without Back a doubt. The, wow. Back from well, the I, just, just the fact that, like, I mean, where, where do you even begin with this? The fact that you can find that in any hotel tells you yes. that the scope and the size of that comeback. That's a perfect number two, Matt. You know, I, I know yeah. that at this point I'm just stroking your ego for making your own list. But that's, right. that's a solid number two. Mm-hmm. And the biggest comeback in the history of the world? Hit me in the face with it. Hey, listener, you're listening to it right now. We are the biggest comeback of all time. The tie-in match show, taking a year and a half off and then coming back with a vengeance. Yeah. Is the biggest comeback in the history of the world. I mean, I I can't disagree. No, uh, you can't. Especially, especially legally, I can't because it is absolutely in the paperwork that I can't disagree with you. Yes. It's a good uh, agreement we signed. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's in permanent ink. I checked, but no, I, I I totally agree. I don't think there for the longest time I didn't see the hope. I mean, geogra- we've overcome geographic bounds. Like I get it, Jesus walked on water, but like this is like we are floating. Like yeah. the way we're doing this podcast, we are literally floating across, like in the sky. Like we are just sitting through, each through other. space. I think. I, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I didn't major in something smart, so no. I, I can't test that theory. Um, but neither can Jesus, really, because, I mean, what was he, a woodworker? I mean, yeah. there wasn't a lot of science to it. It I was always, just like, hey, I look at this table. I found it funny then, uh, you know, that Jesus had, like, like being a being a magical religious figure was like a side gig. Like, he had a, he had a day job, a fallback. Like when you tell your parents you want to pursue comedy or something, they're like, have a fallback. Even Jesus was like, yeah. fine, I'll learn how to make I'll, tables. I know I can cure I can cure blindness, but yeah. I, I'll keep watering the wood the woodworking. Jesus, the enough of those magic tricks. Go 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 make a you know, tables and chairs. And apparently he was good at it. That's 
You, you know, they, they don't ever talk about that. Was he a good carpenter? <laughs> was he, or was he known for shoddy work? <laughs> yeah, because I mean, <laughs> oh my God. Well, the comparison I can make is like, we all know Hitler was a bad painter and that's what caused a lot of things. Yeah. So it's almost like, was he just a bad carpenter? And he's like, well, fine, then I'm just going to be the son of the guy that created the whole universe. <laughs> I'm going to bring the New Testament to the people. And his, and his mom's like, yeah, sure you are. Yeah, you're going to just skip out on college and you're going to be part of the New Testament. Yeah. Great. Is that what your hippie friends are telling you? Well, I mean, he did have long hair, All he and all of his buddies. He did. He yep. did. They, and I they mean, looked like hippies. Well, yeah. I mean, and I, I mean, he was nailed by a bunch of guys, so that kind of leads into the kind of Kind of that hippie culture of just kind of like, hey, you know, we're just kind of figuring things out. We're Peace just going to see where this moment goes. Yeah. All right. Well, we've lost all the Christian listeners. That's I was going to say, news. we are digging our own grave. <laughs> Not that that was our demo, but yeah. Oh, I mean, I was going to send that in somewhere. Y- you know, and, and that's something we just did there that could cause outrage. It could cause a controversy. Not unlike comedian Dina Hashim. Oh, okay. So now, okay. Taking away the the comedic guys of the show for a second, I, I do I do want to let's play her joke. Yes. Uh, for anyone that hasn't listened to it, we'll, we'll play her audio real fast, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit. So here here's uh, Dina Hashim. Good morning, XXX Tentacion. <laughs> he's a he's a rapper who uh, was murdered. He's dead now. Um, he was he was shot. He was on his way to buy a car with fifty thousand dollars in cash, and somebody shot him and took the money, which is very tragic. But I think also it would be a very good Venmo commercial. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought when I heard that. Like I don't have Venmo. I should get Venmo. Now. Matt, would you would you say, like, do you think that joke is in poor taste? No. Yeah. See that that's I, I guess that's where I kind of get hung up on it because I get even if it's in poor taste, maybe this is like the selfish comedian to me, but I identify a lot with Patrice O'Neill on this. Just let comedians say what they want to say, and the only barometer we should be going off is the laughter. And yeah. if you don't want to find it funny and you want to take offense to it, of course, we live in a free society. You're totally allowed to. No one is no one's stripping that away from the moment. Yeah, because I think obviously we uh, there are fewer sacred cows as evidenced by the discussion we just held on this podcast. Of when course. you're a fan of comedy, you just you, you, you know, not everything you, you're going to do is funny as evidenced by this podcast. But you still want to poke around and try and find whatever you can and, you know. You're open to the idea of anything and everything being funny. And, um, you know, so that's why I think as comedy fans, we're like, I don't see the problem with that. Um, I get if if you're a fan of uh, extension, XXX temptation, you know, why you might be upset that people are making fun of his death. But but then who are you to, like, tell people how to have fun, how to enjoy themselves? Like, that's the thing that always bugged me, like my sense of what's. You know, what's funny, what's not funny, what's right, what's wrong is different than everyone else's. Um, I, I hate when people try to, you know, impose I'll, their I'll morality like, on, on others, especially with something like a joke. I, I, yeah, and I'll put it like this. So 
the fact that like and and, and I feel like women comedian they they kind of they do get it really bad because I mean she's being attacked ironically she's being attacked uh, as you know a white woman attacking you know uh, I, I believe extension he he was biracial but what's the funny thing she's she's Muslim um, if you can't tell by her last name Hashim uh, she's not just some white woman with like some shitty opinions about a rapper that is like the narrative they're trying to build on her uh, she had look it's not. I don't think I'd close a set out on this joke. It's not the funniest joke, but it is funny and it's well crafted. And at the end of the day, the target isn't extension. She's not saying he deserved to die. No. There's nowhere in there that she's glad he died. It's literally an absurd conclusion of that if he had Vimo, he would still be alive, which I mean is absurd, but it's also like true. Or that she was frightened by the way he was killed and decided like, you know, because I think that's that's how she finished. If you listen back, it was, you know, I need to go get Venmo or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. She says, uh, uh, like, I don't have Venmo. Yeah. I should get Venmo. I should get Venmo, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think it's funny. And, and that's that's the other thing, too, that, that where this was shot was in a comedy club, which I think some people forget or don't even know that comedy clubs are basically gyms for comedians. Like, they go to work out this material. Obviously, she was being shot uh, for television. Um, so it's probably, you know, she's been doing the joke for a while, was comfortable enough to do it on TV. But if you go into a comedy club, especially that one, the comedy seller on any given night, you're going to see material that isn't finished from comedians, you know, and love trying new yeah. stuff that's not meant to leave that room. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just the thing is, is it's she's being plagued by. And I, look, I get music is a very personal experience, and I'm sure he, you know, he did touch upon a lot of people. I'm not trying to cut him down to size, because here's the thing that drives me nuts about a controversy like this: people draw this line in the sand where it's like you're either with him or you're with her, and it's like no, no, no. There's this middle place where it's like, yeah, he did important things, and his death was, of course, incredibly tragic. Like no one's taking that away, but at the same time, no one's above a joke, and also it's not like this happened yesterday. And on top of that, he's not the target for it. I I just I don't see where people are getting caught up in the poor taste. And also sending her death threats makes it very ironic. Yeah, that goes a little too. Anytime there's I can't even. Can you think of a joke? That anyone could make that would. Cause you that much anger personally, I can't I can't think of anything for me. No, because at the end of the day, the again, the only barometer is is it funny because mm -hmm. anything that's above being laughed at deserves to be questioned yeah. and i think i think that's very important especially you know with uh you know like the thing that happened in france where the 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 cartoonist and then they go and they they killed uh writers you know just over like a a, a joke about i think it was muhammad and it's it's just one of those things where no institution, no person is above humor, is above comedy. And if that narrative is trying to be built, that begs a question. It really begs a question because no no one should have that power. No. No. And you know what? We're, we're getting into comedy discussions. You know who knows a lot about things that we're discussing and, you know, enjoys them immensely? Our guest on oh, this week's episode. We have a guest? That we do. Okay. Do you mind if I ask who? Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, 
No, I, I thought you were going to ask me. Oh, my God. Oh, the rust, Jesus dude. I thought the Christ. chemistry was there. You know thought, what? You hold said, on, can I ask? I was... The good news is with the power of editing, I can turn the volume up on that part to really hear how much I fucked up. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that's all right. I'll tell you anyway. The tell guest, me anyways. Our guest is one of our great, you know, one of our bestestest friends from our college days. And he's still our, one of our bestestest friends today, the lovely and talented Nick DiLorenzo. So, Nick, we we how does it feel to be back on the award-winning Ty and Matt show with Matt and Ty? I I was going to ask, do I hold a record now? Is three the, is three the record? You know what? I hadn't even thought about it, but I think it is. I think I think it is, and this but, is the most impressive aside from us. Yeah, well, I mean, come yeah, on. I think, I think, honestly speaking, I think we have the record being in the most episodes, but Which could as far be as guests, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and it, right, yeah, well, yeah, I'll take that. Guests is good. That's a good category to, to be in the lead of. I, well, yeah, I think yeah. the most impressive feat is the fact that, okay, here I'm in Atlanta. Uh, Matt is in BFE, Pennsylvania. And right. you're in Los Angeles, California, calling in for this so this is uh i mean we're right. kind of it's, it's only june here yeah yeah well i mean you <laughs> yes, guys are so catching far, up right. you guys yeah. are, which is cool i mean listen no one's judging you for it i don't want you to feel intimidated about this but let i guess let's kind of like get into it a little bit because since graduating i feel like you you've done something pretty cool uh something a lot of people would like to do and i'll i'll let you Go for it. I don't want to like steal the thunder from you. So what what exactly are you doing out in LA? So I am currently working as a production assistant on uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live. So a late night TV show. The Jimmy Kimmel Live. Yeah, you, you're yeah, very Jimmy Kimmel Live. Yeah. Very <laughs> casual. Like I, I, you know, I feel embarrassed for even letting you have the floor on that because you're like, yeah, it's just I don't yeah. know, it's Jimmy Kimmel Live. Um, oh, don't, do not mistake my tone. I am beyond thrilled and grateful, and oh, it's an amazing of, opportunity. Of course, oh, yeah. after I, the fact. I'd like to thank my parents for raising me, my teachers. Here we go. Yeah. This is why it's only three, <laughs> Nick. You pander too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so how? I guess the big question here is, how did you make that leap? Because we all went to the school at University of Central Florida in Orlando, yes. Florida, very far from right. LA. How did you make that connection between here you are in Orlando and you got a job in Los Angeles? It's just you know what happens when you show up to class and apply yourself. It's really, I mean. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> You're speaking to us. You're not speaking to a room full of underprivileged children. I know this is. Uh, the- you can give actual <laughs> answers. <laughs> well, I just thought because I said like we all went to the same school. Just, uh, I mean, I'm not good at stabbing you guys in the back with the knife. It's, uh, um, Try doing what you're good at. You know, no. being earnest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I um, so at, at our at our school. Um, there's the, um, one of the producers of Shark Tank, uh, attended our school and went through the, uh, radio television program. So he set up an internship and every fall he takes a certain amount of interns and I had applied, um, the year before and then this past, um, fall and I got to the interview stage this time and then the interview went well and he was very generous and 
uh, incredibly kind and uh, ended up utilizing one of his connections because we had talked the whole interview about late night comedy and he, cause he'd asked me what I wanted to do. And I just was honest and told him I wanted to write for late night television. And he ended up having a connection at Jimmy Kimmel and asked if, and I sent him some work, like my, my packet and some of the stuff I had done on the, the late night show run by us at UCF. And he saw, he either felt so bad for me that he's like, well, we're too far in now. You got to make something happen. Or, or he's like, I didn't want him to come ruin Shark Tank, so I'm pawning him off on Jimmy Kimmel. But <laughs> I'll let me go ruin uh, Kimmel's nice. show. Yeah, he saw he saw my work, and then he passed it along, and then it. Uh, I don't think it was. I, I think it was the work that got me. I think I don't think it was the quality of work. I think it was the fact that there was work, and I think oh, he was yeah. impressed by just somebody putting in like you know it was all volunteer based, and I think he saw maybe, uh, hopefully, potential and passion, and uh, if nothing else, passion and. Um, yeah. So then it just, it went from there and then I got the call, um, which was wonderful because I graduated on a Friday and then I had a very depressing weekend of an existential crisis <laughs> after an existential crisis. Of like course. what am I going to do? And then on Monday I got the call. So that oh, was really nice. nice. Oh, I, I, dude, I would take a weekend long existential crisis as opposed to the months long one. That that a lot of like graduates endure. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I know. I I, I know. I feel I feel guilty for even saying that. But no, I, I'm, no, yeah, very don't, grateful. don't. You put yourself in this position to to get to have that to not have to worry about it. Like you mentioned, just even having the work, you know, was it could have been crap. I know it wasn't because I know how you write, but you know, just having that showed what kind of you know drive you have and motivation to actually do the work that everyone says they want to do and yeah I, th I think that's something that you know people coming out of school need to realize like if you want to be a writer you should have some writing you know yeah oh yeah no, no. pocket T take advantage i mean you touched up on a good point nick because you're talking about like you don't think it was the quality of work, and uh, like I agree that the show you're talking about yeah. that you won't name for some weird reason is tonight's tonight yeah. that we all. No, he doesn't. Not a weird reason. He doesn't want to be associated with it, and I can't blame him. Okay, well, I mean, he's on time, Matt. <laughs> so I am. I am proud of. Um, uh, I am. I am proud of what we did, and if it wasn't for that show, we would not have. It was a great excuse to to learn and try things, and it was great. I'm not. That it was. No one can stand by it and say that this was cream of the crop and we were, you know, we were, uh, robbed of any sort of local Emmys, but, um, <laughs> I mean, I am, but that's my was, own witch hunt. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> also, I just want to clarify, this is probably just coming from paranoia, but in case you are posting the video, Matt, when you said you were very generous and gave me a compliment, I was nodding. I was only nodding to show you that I was listening. I wasn't agreeing with you that when you were like, Oh, it was great. I was like, yeah, just clarify I don't think we were going to post the video, but now we, uh, yeah. now we absolutely will be. Uh, this is actually going to end <laughs> up on Twitter, and we are going to ruin any any kind of future <laughs> political campaign you had. I don't think. I mean, there's no chance of you hosting a show at this point. Uh, I okay. So, not to derail this uh, too much, but so I think what's funny, especially coming from Florida, and I, I mean, Matt, you can attest, growing up in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I think any place that isn't LA has a way of uh, really glamorizing places like New York and L.A. because of, you know, the history and culture that they bring to, like, entertainment. But 
I think what a lot of people like, I'd love to hear your take of like best and like worst situations. Like give me both ends of the spectrum. Like what was a, what was a point in LA where you're like, Oh fuck, I live in LA. This is cool. And what was a point where it was like, Oh fuck, I live in LA. This blows. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, so I, I had never been up until I, I left. So I've been here since February and up until I left in February, I, I hadn't been West of the East coast. So it was all very, I hadn't ever come out on here. I had never come out on vacation or anything. So I hadn't seen anything before. And I'm, I'm, I think it's pretty cool. I feel like I lucked out in a lot of ways because uh, Jimmy Kimmel live tapes on Hollywood Boulevard, which is this, it's right across the street from the Chinese theater and all these kind of like historic kind of well, now really touristy attractions, but it's kind of what we who haven't been there, I'm not speaking for all of us, but just those who what haven't. we see on TV. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. And I also didn't have a car initially, so I, I the first week I took um, what's the equivalent to like the the subway, like their transportation, and yeah. um, their metro. And I took it in, and it was really neat because they're um, the so it's right off of the intersection Hollywood and Highland, and there's a, a stop right there. So when you come up the stairs. To me, it was this very magical feeling because you walked up and then there's the Walk of Fame. There's the Jimmy Kimmel Live building oh, right wow. there in front of you. And then yeah. like you turn to your right and there's the Chinese theater. And it, on the first day, I didn't want to be late because I had no idea how any of this transportation worked or how long it was going to take if they stopped multiply. I just didn't know. So I wanted to be on time. Yeah. I ended up being like three hours early. So I just walked <laughs> and it was really early in the morning. So no one's really out on the boulevard. So it felt very dreamlike and surreal. It was very cool. So that was a moment that it felt very cool and then just going out on runs because uh, a lot of being a production assistant is going and grabbing things and um or delivering things and that's been really neat as well because you'll just drive by what you'll think is a ordinary building and then take a turn and then you'll realize it was a major part of your childhood like oh there's the jim henson company or you'll oh, the yeah. Warner Brothers lot and i know uh we all bonded over our, our love of Conan and that was me to just drive by on a almost daily basis. Now it's a daily basis where my apartment is. I was driving right by the Warner brothers lot. Oh, wow. I'll be listening to like Conan's podcast right as I drive by the building where they, you know, recorded it. So that's really cool. I don't know if I have, that's a, gotta be weird. Um, a low point. I, 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 I mean, one thing that surprised me was how many, like how many, cars there are which might sound dumb but the streets are just lined because there's no parking and like it's a cliche thing he you cliche thing you hear but mm-hmm. um there's just the, the streets are just really lined with cars like non-stop and it's yeah. kind of interesting because like the different way of driving there's not a lot of like um uh, a lot of the intersections don't have uh a left-hand turn lane so there's just, it's just, it, and that's all weird minutia, but, um, I don't know. So I don't have a, a low point, like, oh, this sucks, but that was something that just, was just interesting. I didn't, really I, I really thought, perceive. you know, you, you sleeping with the producer for the job was going to be what you went for, for the low point, but <laughs> the car thing's cool too. I mean, that's, uh, that's a, the more sanitized answer. I think technically it's, was it slander or what was the term for that? Uh, well, I mean, for someone that paid attention so much in class, Nick, <laughs> God, yeah. you really plugged that in pretty early and then you, it's all falling apart. It's a house of cards. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in my defense, uh, that was the first class I took at UCF. So that was like several years ago. So that, 
That's on its way out. What was that? Masscom Law? Yeah. Mass I had to take it twice. Because you loved it so much? <laughs> I, I wish that was the reason. It's yeah, a fun no, class. It is it's fun interesting. Class. Yeah, and it's it's useful stuff. It is. You know? Also, that was that was one of those classes that I liked telling people what I was taking because it felt it made me feel cool. Like, it's a college was, class. Well, yeah, but just having law in it, I think, is... Well, no, no, no. What I mean is like it felt like a college class because like you go in there and you're learning constitutional cases where instead, you know, you and me going into audio class uh, Tuesday mornings and it's like, yeah, uh, put these two mics together on a stand and put it in the X, Y, Dutch angle. I'm not knocking it. I enjoyed each and every class and uh, was um, equally informative. <laughs> now, obviously, things things have panned out so far nicely for you, having studied radio and television. We were talking about this earlier. Has there ever been, like, when you tell people I studied radio and television in college, do you ever get like the the weird sideways look? Well, there's the, I mean, I'm sure I re- I'm sure we can all relate to this, right? But yeah, the, I feel like we always get the I think the radio thing sticks out to people. Mm-hmm. That that one's like always I think a little weird. So I. I usually say something along. I, and now I just, I think I just, I used to, I don't do this anymore, but I think I used to say something along the lines of I studied new media communications, radio, television, or something like that. Something that just was like kind of general. Yeah. Kind of gave you an idea of what it was without, because when you said radio, television, people, yeah, they turn their heads. So have you always lied on your resume to get the job? <laughs> would be my next question. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no it's always been radio, television. Oh, um, okay. Oh, yeah. um, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, I, I don't and know. I put parentheses, sorry, and then parentheses, yeah. Well, that's that's <laughs> your minor. Um, but the thing is, is uh, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that people don't know, and I don't know if other universities do this, but it's not for anyone at home that's not familiar with uh, UCF. Uh, it's not radio and television. It's not even radio <laughs> slash television. <laughs> It's actually radio dash television where yeah. the hyphen doesn't belong at all. Like the hyphen stands <laughs> out more than the radio. No, they, it's they've now com- they've combined radio and television into one entity known as radio television um, <laughs> that exists only at UCF. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, Look, you know, I, I, as as much as I potentially regret that degree on a, on an hourly basis. Um, I am also incredibly grateful for it because the way I look at it is, um, I mean, just working on that show that we worked on was, again, not to sound incredibly heartfelt. I know it's not your target audience, but um, it is, I don't know, like without that, I wouldn't have met all of you guys and all the people that we ended up becoming close with. And No, of course. Thanks. I mean, and that's what yeah. a lot of this, uh, I mean, business is. I mean, if you're going to go, whether you're the writer or crew side, it doesn't matter. It's it's who you know. Well, I, the the best line I've ever heard is who you know gets you the job, but what you know keeps the job. Yeah, I, oh, I that's think good. we put so much emphasis on who you know, but it's really both, and you exercised both because I mean you worked well with everyone on the show, but you also put in the work. And I think I, I don't know. I I I would say you're the best testament of like doing that because it, it does work out. Sometimes immediate, sometimes it takes time to work out, but in your case, very immediate. Yeah. 
Well, I, and again, very grateful for that. And I, I, that was very sweet of you to say. I don't know how true that is, but I, I do think also that it can be really discouraging because you do hear that all the time. It's like, oh, it's who you know. But in reality, like, there's definitely truth to that. Like, if you, do, it obviously it's, it's connection based. And I used to, I used to think that always seemed really unfair. Like, it was like this exclusive club. But in reality, um, it kind of makes sense. And it started to make sense when we were working on our show at school because I realized, oh, it's sort of, it's kind of like the mob mentality of like who you trust. You know, these yeah. are things that are important and you need to know you can rely on somebody. So it's all word yeah. of mouth recommendations. It's like, and that, and that makes sense. And, um, oh, I had another point that I was like, oh, and it, um, this is a quote, I believe, I hope I'm remembering this. Correctly. That's a good way to Steve start Martin, a quote. <laughs> yeah. Steve Martin, I think says that he says, uh, he just focus on, on, on your craft and just be so good that you're just undeniable. I think that helps too, because then you'll eventually get to know the people that you need to know, quote unquote. Be so good um, they can't ignore you. Yeah, I, right. I think that's, I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, that is huge because obviously it does seem daunting when it, people tell you, "Oh, it's who you know." It's like, well, well, how do I meet these people? And that's right. You know, that's how you do it. You just get good at what you what you do until they have no choice but to acknowledge you, and then you meet the people that way. And, and you do uh, what I did, which was surround myself with people much more talented than myself, which would be you guys. So. Oh, stop. I would say the same about you guys. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So here's, here's the thing. I, what, well, so you're out there, you're, you're on Kimmel, you're doing the PA thing. I obviously PA isn't where you're looking to land. It's not the hashtag made it moment, but what, what, what is like, what would be your next steps now that you're out there and you can see the light? Cause I think a lot of people, you know, they can't, you know, they can't make up the trees from the forest. Uh, cause they just look at LA and they think like, Oh, just getting there you've made it, but it's, it's not the location. It's also the work you have to put in there. Yeah. Right. So w- what was your question? What, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was so eloquently worded that the question itself was lost. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, which is a great testament to our college here that the, <laughs> uh, um, uh, by the way, it's, <laughs> God. So essentially what I'm asking is what's the next steps for you? That I don't know. I know that a lot of other people have control over what those steps are. And um, so right now I'm really just focusing on, um, oh, it sounds incredibly cliche, but just working hard and um, trying not to obsess over what's ultimately sort of out of my hands um I, what i would like i could say like what i would love for the next couple steps to be would be maybe working my way into a writer's assistant position and mm-hmm. then um hopefully theoretically thriving in that position and then um proving myself to the point where eventually i can become a staff writer that would be the, that would be the dream job that'd be really cool um but i don't know realistically what's gonna happen so no, and if you try to plan it out too much, that you always run the risk of like ignoring an opportunity that's presenting itself to you and being like, no, but I had my plan, you know, I was going to do this and then this and this, and you're passing up an opportunity that, you know, maybe would have paid off. Right. And it, it is, and, and some days it's hard, some days are harder than others because I don't mean hard, like again, this is an amazing opportunity and it's very cool. And a lot of that, and it's, and it's not lost on me and I, on a, on a daily basis it's just you kind of I'm, I'm often hit with this sense of wow like just you know, like an overwhelming sense of gratitude and um it sounds like 
uh, anyway, um, uh, but th there's sometimes also where it stings a little bit, which I know might seem uh, weird, but um, I don't think that's weird at all. I, so, yeah, like something that I didn't expect was being not that I'm super close, but closer than I was is a weird feeling sometimes because like when you're stocking the fridge on the writer's floor, like you're so you're on the same floor that you, like the, these other people have your dream job. Oh, and yeah. there, there's, there, there's moments sometimes where you kind of, you do feel this, this, at least for me, this, this urgency or this immense pressure. Oh, I'm so close, but I'm not there yet. I feel like you're doing something wrong. Um, but most days it's just it's kind of this excitement there's a lot of hope like um because it's obviously undeniably way closer than i was working retail and not that i didn't you know enjoy that job and and meet great people doing it but for what i want to do this is you know um way way closer oh yeah now obviously in your day-to-day -day, there's a lot of interesting things happening you know within the building You've got some of the biggest names in the world coming through the doors and things like that. Like, what are some of the weirdest experiences that you've you've had there? Were there any moments where you had to like kind of pinch yourself and be like, "Wait a minute, like this is just a bizarre life now." Anything like that? There's, yeah. There's. I'm also so terrified that I'm gonna say anything that's gonna get me fired. Don't. So, that's rule number uh, one. Uh, so I, I will say that there's, there, there are several moments where it's just, it is very surreal. And even if the job ended tomorrow, I would leave just kind of in awe, but like just, um, the other day I had the opportunity to be like talking with the writers in the writer's room and, um, and, and get to interact with them and ask them questions. And some of these people I had listened to on podcasts about comedy writing or, you know, or in reference, it, it was, it was like just moments like that that are really surreal. And then there's obviously like guests that'll come into the show because it's a late night show and they have, um, big guests that come through the door quite often. That's always neat to see people that you grew up watching and they just, they just walk by or they'll say, you know, so that's, you know, it's, it's, that's super cool. Um, but that's another kind of fun and exciting thing too, is that there's a lot of unexpected sort of, you find yourself pinching yourself, you know, that, which is, which is neat. And that makes it, and it, kind of, it makes it fun. Well, you get to see the, the industry of it. I mean, what's crazy is, uh, you know, I, I think everyone's watched Jimmy Kimmel. Um, and if not, then just any late night program. Um, and like the production value does a great way of, you know, it's shiny and it's polished, but it's still a job. Like when you go behind those doors, it is people that are working Monday through Friday, nine to or whatever crazy hours. I like I yeah. work at the Weather Channel. And I'm twelve to nine. Like you work weird hours when you work in this kind of industry. Um, and I, I think that is it's a thing that so many people miss. Like you, you need all these little cogs to build this inevitably this one product you see on TV. Right. And I think what was also, again, very pleasantly surprising, I, I had very little to no experience really in like, on, on, at least on this scale, I had no experience on, this is a major, um, I PA'd for uh, an NBC show for like a weekend, but I was a local PA while they were in 
town, like in Florida. So it didn't really like, didn't like, it wasn't the same thing. But uh, other than that, I hadn't had experience on uh, to this extent. And I was really pleasantly surprised to find out. And I don't know, again, this is coming from somebody who's very uh, ill-experienced and very new to it. But I found myself in a pretty great pocket, it seems like. I can't speak to any other shows. I haven't worked on anything else in L.A. other than this one show. But this one show happens to be, um, I think, really well run and has a wonderful group of people working it. And everyone is incredibly friendly and incredibly generous with their time and very patient with kind of the learning curve. Somebody's new. Um, it's uh, yeah, I've been I've been really consistently blown away at just how nice everyone. Because I, I again naively built up this idea that oh the industry like I almost I almost had swallowed the fact that well this is what I want to do but I'm going to have to put up with a bunch of mean or shallow people which sounds terrible but you know you do but that, things growing up. That's everyone's perception outside of it is that that's how it is like it's a cutthroat business that everyone wants to be a part of right you know and and, and maybe fake and yeah yeah and maybe for a lot of some places that is the case but it's awesome that you you're in a spot where that's it's not the case and you know everyone's cool yeah and i think there's also it's apparent that there's a clear at least with this show there's a clear trickle down effect where the people in charge i think are really great examples of of, of good leaders and that just ripples down into the varying departments. And it just kind of has this effect where there is this sense of, of family, which makes it sound like a cult, but in the best way possible. <laughs> um, and uh, there is, there is just a sense of um, a group of people that are both setting out, they're all setting out to make this, this one kind of shared vision and yeah. uh, no one's, being a jerk in the process, really, at least from what I've witnessed. Again, I'm only speaking from my very limited experience, but it seems incredibly, uh, um, I mean, well run. So, that's yeah, awesome. yeah, no, I mean, that's that is huge. I mean, uh, con- I mean, congrats, of course, on doing the show. I keep, I mean, keep kicking ass. Uh, we really and taking names. Of course. And, and yeah. that's the map portion Network, of the show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Just to, I love how we just naturally tied everything we just talked about up right there. Um, yes. Professionals. Okay. So, and maybe this is a useless question because I, I don't know what you have going on out there, but I do want to give you the opportunity. Is there like anything that you have to plug? I mean, are you are you selling T-shirts? Are you doing kind of multi-level marketing? Are you selling your mouth for sex? <laughs> Anything at all that you want to plug, throw it out there. Your mouth is being plugged, apparently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I didn't. I didn't see that. I didn't see that coming. But you know, plug whatever you, know, you want. I don't. I, judge. I, one of the things I love about you is that I, I feel like we get along so well and you know exactly what will throw me off and uh, <laughs> make me blush on air. So, uh, and that's why we have to release the video. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I have You'll wish it's, it's a funny. sex I tape did... after it's released. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, we'll see. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, uh, what was it? Oh, no, I've really, uh, I'm trying to think of. Oh, I, I didn't realize this was going to be an interview. Interview. I thought this was going to be like the old show where we just kind of talk about. Talk. So I'm trying to make sure that my answers are, um, I guess, 
good. You know, ironically, for someone that but, works on a late night show, you are just you're really limping through this interview. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you what, I don't think I mean, we had questions drawn up. I don't think we knew it was going to be a more serious interview. Uh, maybe that's because we have a year and a half of rust built up. Well, we, uh, and we, we, we need to get, you know, the feel of the old show. But, dude, I I, I, I well, learned not, I, stuff I from that, this interview. I didn't mean that as a dig. No, 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 no. I, 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 I didn't take it, it as way. such. But um, no, yeah, I, I can't. Like you guys peaked and now this is. <laughs> Really? Just that. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. The, yeah. The clarification helped there. This, this is this is the reboot that's going to be canceled after six episodes. Yes. Well, this yeah, is the more is- serious reboot, which is it leads me to my my, <laughs> my next question. Uh, why haven't you forgiven your mother, Nicholas? I mean, I don't think we have time, right? You said this is a forty-minute program. Oh, well, well, okay. Good Forty point. minutes before Zoom kicks us off. Hmm. I yeah, guess I may not be able to delve into that. To know the, the equipment we're using, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Apple earbuds <laughs> for Nick. Yeah, that's what the people <laughs> want to know. State of the art <laughs> interview. <laughs> um. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, look, I, I, I hope you stick it out. I, I hope all your hopes and dreams happen. You know, on a very optimistic note here, I, I really do hope that you have a way of you know, making this work out and kind of lead it into I writing. I know you're wrapping it up, but I don't want to be that annoying guest who inter- intervenes, not intervenes, interrupts. Um, but I'm going to, I just wanted to again mention, cause I know we say this all the time off air, but um, I'm very confident that we're all going to eventually in some way end up working together, hopefully in a writer's room. And I really feel like that's going to, ha- I got a gut feeling that that's going to happen. And when it does, it's going to be a blast. And I'm saying it now, so we have proof this has been recorded. So we <laughs> it's can on record. Bring That's it up on. later, and then this is either going to really yeah, hurt later, or it's going to be very <laughs> magical. Oh, that, that's true. We're, we're all be, we'll all be sitting around a table at a booth in like an Applebee's 20 years from now and just crying because nothing came true. Oh my all, god! I, I, uh, no, let's let's hey. hope it's an Applebee's. It could be worse. Yeah, no, I mean six dollar yeah. margaritas. <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> I don't even think those are legally allowed in Los Angeles. That's just too much of a good time, too affordable. Oh my God. Not vegan enough. It's riblets or whatever, <laughs> left and right, bottomless rib uh, nuggets or whatever. Yeah, bottomless no, get riblets. Them all, get them all out now. All your LA stereotypes. Go ahead, throw them out. <laughs> well, I, I would, have but you, it'd take you, you three hours the, to come back on them. Yeah. Oh wow. I'm sure good that old. there were. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was my fault. I was going to say, I'm sure that many of those stereotypes you knew about before going out, I just wanted to hear, were there any that you were like, uh, okay, that one's actually true, because I'm sure many aren't, but was there one that you were just like, that's the way it is? I feel bad. I don't want to let you guys down. You're really interviewing the worst person, because I I really only go from where I'm staying to work. I really haven't experienced much of like what would be considered the LA culture or Mm -hmm. I've really, I haven't made it West of West Hollywood. I haven't seen any of the beaches. Um, I went to Malibu once, but I'm not saying that like I've gone to like different little places. Are you you saying that you're the world's most interesting man right now? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) What I'm not saying, you know, I, I try to, I tried pepper once. It was a little too spicy for me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you're gonna interview people you should listen more that's uh, a <laughs> helpful interview tactic 
Well, I mean, Jesus Christ, we're trying to give you these softball questions. Take them. Yes. Softball, give me a curveball. Throw, throw me the, uh, throw me the slider. I, I mean, I, I think I've been trying to, but you like you, you're so good at like deflecting. Did you? I just wanted to point out that was a pretty cool baseball reference to make me seem. Uh, no, 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 no. Cool. Actually, you know what? Here, we'll we'll do a curveball. Um, here's this. Uh, or change up. That's another kind of pitch. That. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so Nick, uh, uh, we want your very personal opinion on this. Uh, yes, right. You know, uh, this is probably going to be the soundbite we use. So, uh, uh, black people, do you like them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be even worse if I hesitate because it's going to sound bad. <laughs> um, you know, you know, there's a comedian that says I a very say, good. I ju- say you can't have. I say you can't have enough diversity. I say too many white people. <laughs> so, I say we get rid of the white. <laughs> I had that was a I, I that was a joke I used. Um, not that, but um, I something I had right now the 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 little tight five I was working on before I came out here. There was a joke in there that I said. I said I'm not. I, there was a joke that led into a different tag, which was um, I'm not. I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking that I'm racist. I'm not racist. I actually like black people more than white people. Um, and that was a little tag they had there, which I now realize looks like the worst thing you can do is explain a joke on air. So. Yeah, no, no. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I'm assuming you had to do the same explanation at the mic as well. Yeah. We're like, no, I know you didn't laugh, but here's why you should have. That floundering, like, explanation, like, having to explain as you know the joke is dying is the worst feeling yeah and it's like the the whiteboard i do matt explains the joke live yeah oh sometimes you feel like you have to i mean i i I, i'm trying to say haven't done that and um i haven't also fully succeeded either so that should also be noted well that's fine as uh i mean the big thing now is you could just brag about being like an la guy and i feel like people will assume that you're a successful comic um, oh, cool! I didn't know that. Well, yeah, you don't One go out mic. enough. Yeah. <laughs> One open mic in LA. You're an LA comic, and then, hey, <laughs> before you know it, you're gonna have a Netflix special, and you know that's how it works. Just so gonna... actually, when you get off the plane, they offer you can either choose between a Netflix special, you know, or a ten season daytime talk show. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, don't don't pick the daytime talk show because interviews are not your forte. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, not ours either. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, this, that was such that was such a great. Let, let me just break that down. What just happened? Oh, oh yeah, my god! Here we go. So perfectly replicated <laughs> our dynamic, which was Ty shredding me down and then Matt feeling bad for me. So he builds it back up and tries to like you know. I'm a self-deprecating guy. I'm usually yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm hard on myself. And so tie so by proxy. Ty will come in with his knife. Knife drawn? Can you draw a knife or is that a gun? Do you only draw a gun? What do you do with a knife? Knives are much more personal. I feel like Ty goes with the knife because he, he relishes the moment. He gets off on a good uh, backstabbing. Did you say the knife was drawn? Yeah, you can, draw, you can draw a knife. I don't know. Uh, okay. I don't know. All right, well, there, <laughs> We're there getting to the bottom of. <laughs> tried to frame me for something. There's some good proof. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on record not knowing how knives work. <laughs> yeah, 
Wait, is that the sharp metal thing? Oh. Yeah, I, I've never heard of one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, look, Nick, we're happy to have you. We're happy that Absolutely. you cleared up so much. Now we know that you, you can, in fact, draw a knife. And, you know, being out in L.A. is just, you know, it's still work. It's just a location. And you should put the time and effort in while in college. Oh, uh, no, I didn't mean to. I feel like you got the wrong message. I got off the plane here and I was immediately given success and and money. So. Oh, okay. So what you're <laughs> what you're saying yeah. is moral to the story. Uh, don't think about it. Just pull the trigger. Go out. Make it happen. Because there's room for all of us. You don't have to have any talent, right. skill, or a, a resume. Yeah, that's right. a common common misconception. They're just looking to give away golden tickets. Really. Yeah. It's like. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, if every kid could be Charlie. Yes. I, I was just trying to write a joke about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, it's funny you would mention that. Uh, did you guys ever wonder if that movie was like 20 minutes longer and the public found out that four kids died on the Chocolate Factory tour? Like, like why, why didn't you end the tour after the first kid died uh, yeah. instead of having the Oompa Loompas just taunt the parents? <laughs> it I is kind it of a demented of a movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I see. I don't read that far into things. <laughs> and that might be the problem. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, the, I don't the, know. Ch- child, <laughs> child murder is kind of where I, I get hung up on the the, the poetic it's the 90s, I guess. Though, or eighties or seventies, whenever they came out. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know what? That could have come out yesterday. Could have come out seventy years ago. I, I don't know. <laughs> Look, that's something that's timeless, though. So. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm glad we could get, yeah, no, child murder. I'm glad we could get that. That's a great way to conclude this. Yes. (laughs) Child murdering, move out to LA, don't think about it. And is there any, uh, I don't, you, you didn't have any plugs, um, which is disappointing. I mean, this is kind of a, a weak effort at being a guest. Um, can you just like make up a name for a podcast that people could maybe just pretend to like care about? Sure. I think. Well, first of all, if you're surprised by the, I mean, a weak guest, I've been on two other episodes. If you listen to those, this is no surprise. It's mainly just me laughing at you guys and enjoying myself, being the worst guest possible. I'm really just an audience member with a mic. Um, <laughs> uh, I recently listened back to what the one that you had still up on iTunes. Um, and yeah, it is just me really very clearly uh, infatuated with as much fun of your friends. So, um, no, I have no fake podcast. I was trying to think of something clever, and of course on the spot I can't think of a single thing. Okay, well, um, the classic no or of improv. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nick, uh, this we- is so bad. I should not have mentioned I want to be a comedy writer. <laughs> terrible. No, no, no. This is going to be one of those like before and after moments for you. You know what's This you is know clearly what's, before. Post, I'll, yeah. I'll text you a name, and then you can just you can do your best impression of me. Uh, well, I mean, Dub it in. Uh, you could just send us the audio or I could do a very crude impression <laughs> <Yeah>. of Nick. <laughs> like, why did, why did Nick sound real manly for a second there? Um, <laughs> Nick, I, you, you're selling yourself too short. We, we, we love you. And I think it's, it's a virtue of your, you're a little <laughs> no. too, you're a little too close to what you're, you're doing here. And I, I know it doesn't seem that impressive, but it's huge. Cause I mean, consider a year ago, you're working on a volunteer college 
and I'm going to put comedy here in quotation marks because it wasn't always <laughs> the funniest. Get the biggest ones hey, you can ta- find. You're talking to the host of Tonight Tonight, so. Oh, Not me, it. but, you know, Matt. No, no, no <laughs> we're, we're going to get Chris Nielsen on the podcast later. <laughs> 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 so it's gonna be really the tonight tonight post podcast. Oh no, we can't do this. This is, too, this is too much inside baseball. Yeah. Nick, keep on kicking ass. Keep yes. on taking names. This is like my my fourth goodbye. Catch the hint. We, yes. We, I just want to say we might have we might have broke the record for most goodbyes. I think we may have. Yeah. 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 This As is. Ty was wait, saying. Just, wait, real quick though. In summary, <laughs> I think what we've learned is that. Children will die sometimes in the movies, yes. and you don't always get the chocolate bar. So. That's right. And sometimes you're, you're, you're halfway through a sentence, and you just have to figure out where it's going. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Nick, I love you. I, you know, there's yes, very yeah. few, there's very few people that could take the abuse of me. I, this will not be no, a bit. I, I wish we recorded our phone calls because this is. I feel bad. I wish I could have given you. Better content, I wish there was record I, proof that I saved your number, but there's not. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, I can assure you that you will be a returning guest. So oh, good. All right. I need I need many times at bat to again with the baseball. I'm really I don't deserve to be this cool, but um, yeah. No, don't good. don't <laughs> don't don't get crazy. No one said you were. <laughs> Look, that's tie things, man. I, I know I can't support. do it. Fuck. <laughs> I tried. I tried to be Ty for a second. I just need to be happy with being Matt. Matt, you need to be you. Uh, All right. Yeah, All I right. don't want to be. All right. In summary, <laughs> I think we learned a lot. We've made some memories. Oh, my God. Laughed this is, friend, some this is the worst like friends high school essay ever. This is just we, – we hit, the, we hit <laughs> the nail on the head. Work hard. Give a shit. And maybe someday you'll be a PA on some kind of late night show. Until then, give oh, it up man. for Nicholas DiLorenzo. Are you going to insert the applause in post or is that – am I supposed yeah. to clap for myself? You can. We'll just cut it out. Well, okay. So that was Nick DiLorenzo. Uh, what was that like? I think that's world record for how many goodbyes? I think five. Uh, listeners, count it up. Tweet the show. The one that gets the right answer gets a lifetime supply of Ty and Matt with Matt and Ty podcasts. Yep. You know, and we don't just hand those out to anybody. No, no, no. It takes a very special person to yeah. get the complete collection. All on cassette. So, I mean, you know it's yes. permanent. Yes. You can. Uh, hopefully you have a tape deck lying around somewhere. Um, yeah. I mean, if you don't, I mean, they're really easy to find. I mean, really any <laughs> kind of vintage thrift store that specializes in, you know, 80s audio equipment should have it. Yeah. And God we, forbid, those are fucking everywhere. We, we should honestly skip cassettes. Dude, even cooler, eight tracks. Eight tracks, yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty bitching. It's a, it's a, I think it's just a, more, it's a better sound to it, you know. It's yeah. something about the, the high ends disappearing that really kind of, it's soulful. You really sound like you're, you know, what you're talking about with audio. You, you, you just have yeah. to throw in something like that. Like, I love the, the high end. You yeah. get that, 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 that low end. I've learned that if you say timbre a lot, you get a lot of nods. Yeah, it is one of those words that you just kind of throw out. I do the same thing with economics. I know nothing about <laughs> economics, and I just 
I mentioned supply and demand, and that's where like, it ends. Oh, people, well, he is fiscally conservative. Bingo. <laughs> well, that that's I exactly mean, that was right. I thought that was a really good interview. I thought that was a killer way to come back. Uh, I, you know, Nick, he's a very he's a very safe guest, mm-hmm. and I, I appreciate him for for that. Just because I get it, he he does work for a super important late night show it, that he does. I love. He's like that is his golden fleece that he's like white knuckle gripping right there and i i get i'm like so willy-nilly like yeah the weather channel we talk about the rwandan genocide uh and then he's just sitting there going like i'm not gonna name any celebrities yeah yeah and you know and he'll keep his job so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so maybe he did it right uh, well the good news is ty and matt is back so i will always have yeah. this job until i finally release that racial comment or whatever the hell fucking yeah. derails until, everything until for me. Until you go Kramer at the Laugh Factory. Yeah, which, I mean, come on. Uh, at this point with uh, Dina Hashim, it seems like you don't even have to end with the, a hard R anymore. I think it's at this point, just have a good joke and you're gone. Yep. Well, Ty, do you want to tell the nice people where they can find you? Oh, boy. Jeez, Louise. My favorite time of any show. Plugs. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Ty Colgate, Instagram at Ty. You know, I used to make fun of you so much because you used to be at Matt underscore Regal because someone stole your name. That's right. And now it bit me in the ass because uh, on Instagram, I am at Ty dot Colgate. Oh, the, yeah. That's a dot as in like a period. Not like don't spell it out. It's a hard. It's a symbol. Yeah. You know, like dot com. Yeah. People people are Internet savvy. I right, good. Um. Uh, if anyone's listening from Atlanta, uh, I do run a cool uh, bar show. The next one is going to be August 15th at 9 p.m. Uh, that's going to be at five paces in. Great comics from all over. Very rowdy. Very fun. Come check me out. Come check the show out. Matt, take it away. What are some plugs? Well, if you're on the internet, you can find me on Twitter at Matt underscore Regal. You can find me on Instagram at the same thing. Matt underscore Regal. And... If you're anywhere in the world with internet oh access, you can visit. It's an ugly URL, but I promise what you'll find there is beautiful. Visit the mattregalfiles.blogspot.com for some, I don't know, what would you call it? Hilarity? That's what I'd some call hilarity, it. Some hilarity, honesty. Some jocularity and good times. Hot takes. Yeah. Hot yeah. takes. Hot takes. I like that. Yeah, I actually you want- do love reading y- your blogs oh, uh, at thanks, work. Uh, no, no, they're 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 beautiful. The improv one is worth a read. Check it out, people. Thank yeah. you for tuning in. Were you about to say something? I felt like I no, just totally. I was agreeing okay. with you that I'm hilarious. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad because if you were disagreeing, then I was glad to cut you off. <laughs> Listen, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to time, Matt. And I, I used to say good morning. This is actually appropriately at night. So, yeah. good night. Bye.